Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. City News. It's 17.30 GMT. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. I am Umaru Sanda Amadou. Tonight, I'm here with... Nashika Caesar. And coming up over the next 90 minutes... Where we were strong men working, the TUC and the ad all the other unions were there to protect us. Now that we are old, we don't have anybody to protect. Following the amended and restated exchange memorandum which wrote in individual bondholders, we pensioners who hold government of Ghana bonds have come together through this forum to petition your office to exempt all pensioners holding government bonds from the exchange program. Ghanaian pensioners cry to the Akufado government to exempt them from their plan to include individual bondholders to the debt exchange program. Also coming up, the CD has stabilized and the cost of fuel reduced, but inflation still on a rocket-like trajectory. We'll be trying to help you make sense of why that is the situation. And later on Eyewitness News, Yahaf Original Security Council bans public gatherings in the Boma community following a chieftaincy clash there. Stay with 97.3 CTFM for more on this and many other stories on Eyewitness News and in business. Inflation for December 2022 hits 54.1%. This is according to the Ghana Statistical Service. That's in 50 minutes, the latest uh, from the business desk of CTFM and City TV. Eyewitness News is live across Ghana on a number of affiliate stations. In the Upper West Region, we are on Tumpani Radio 88.5 FM. In Nadoli, we are also in the Upper East Region on Rekas 92.1 FM in Bongo Namu. In the Northern Region, we are on North Star Radio 92.1 FM in Tamale. In the Northeast Region, we are on Nobia FM 98.1 in Nalirugu. If you go to the Western Region, we are on Beach 105.5 FM in Takradi, Sky Power 93.5 FM also in Takradi. In the Ashanti Region, on Focus 94.3 FM. In Kumasi and Orange, 107.9 FM also in Kumasi. If you go to the Volta region, we are on Sela Radio, 97.1 FM in Dabala. And Holy FM, 98.5 FM in Aflau. Do send us your messages in reaction to the stories we are bringing you tonight. On WhatsApp, the number is 0549-986-996. 0549-986-996. You can send messages on our Facebook platform as well. And uh, we would read those messages for you. Alternatively, go on Twitter and drop your message using the hashtag City Newsroom. Well, the government announced what it calls a debt exchange program. It became popular with the haircuts where many people were crying over the decision of government to touch their investments. Government quickly said that the investments that would be affected were investments that were done in the name of groups. Groups rose up and fought the government. Organized labor insisted that the pensions especially should not be touched. The government had to rescind the decision. Subsequent to that, individual bondholders were roped in 
to the government debt uh, exchange program. Now, while that is happening, there are pensioners who say that their bonds or their investments should not be taxed, even though government has widened the net covering people who would be targeted and affected in the debt exchange program. They called a press conference today. One of the key leaders, or the key leader for the group, the convener, is um, Dr. Edu Entry, and he's leading a group known as Pensioner Bondholders Group. He's joining us on the line. Doc, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Uh, thank you, Chief. First of all, how old are you? I'm 56. I was 56 last December, last month. So you've been a pensioner for the past... I've been, I've been away from the SEC six years now. I see. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gathering the experience. <laughs> it's, it's good. Please come and share more with us when you when you get more experience. That, okay. Now, this group of yours, is it yes. a group that was already there, standing group, or you had to loosely form it now because of the government debt exchange program? Well, uh, when the debt exchange program came, I have always been saying that this thing should not affect individuals. We should try. It didn't work. Uh, I traveled, I was outside the country, I went for some small vacation on the 19th. So I got information from the internet that a new uh, uh, exchange uh, document, amended version has come out. And that included individuals. So I was able to get a copy of that. I, I studied the material thoroughly. Uh, the next day I organized some uh, Zoom training for, for people to understand the document and its implications. Then I said, look, I have to do something about this. When pension funds have been uh, exempted, then there is no, uh, doesn't make sense to me uh, not to exempt engineers who also have gotten the same pension funds and they have now invested in government bonds. So I sent a message across the whole to people and my contact that anybody who is above 61, above 60, and holds government bonds should contact me for an important uh, information. That was the starting of the, this whole uh, 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 program. And then people contacted me, what is it that you have for us? And I said, well, I want to get you people together uh, and uh, petitioning on behalf of the pensioners to government, for government to exempt pensioners who are holding government uh, 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 bonds from this program. And my view is that if the pension people who are working and the amount of money they are saving now as pension. You say you won't touch it so that when they come home, they can live well with their pension money. Why would you include those who are on pension and have received the same money and now they are investing on their own? So let's petition. So I started, I sat down for about three days. I was in the UK, gathered the, now internet is helping uh, to do everything. Gather people, put them together, and then I did uh, a petition on behalf of the, of the forum. And the petition was submitted to the Minister of Finance uh, last, uh, that was yesterday. And then we planned that we should do a, a press conference today. So I have to cut short my, my, my visit. I was supposed to return to Ghana for, after holidays on 24th. But as a result of this, I have to change my ticket and return yesterday night so that I could have this uh, conference, press conference with, with this group. 
So that is how come I I just organized the group after I have heard that. Uh, I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry you had to cut short your trip. Just on the on the side before we continue, CTFM and CDTV we organize a heritage caravan is in March. You get to tour Ghana. So it's good you came back with some change from the UK. Join us uh, to tour Ghana uh, later in March for the Heritage Caravan. Okay, now let's talk about the, the main issue. So about how many groups, uh, how many people were you able to get to join this, your group? Well, at the time I we sent this petition, we were over 200. That was, I wrote the, the petition already on the 7th, whilst I was uh, still in the UK, on the 7th. And then the, that was, I think, Friday. So you couldn't do anything. Now it's, uh, Sunday, Saturday was 8. Uh, and then I think uh, the Saturday or so, I got an uh, email of the ministry through some of the uh, uh, public statements they have issued. So I sent a copy through the email to the ministry's uh, uh, email address. And then the original was supposed to be uh, sent there. But the Monday was a holiday. So the original was sent there. Uh, the hard copy was, was given to the ministry on uh, yesterday, which okay. was using. And the copy was also sent to the office of the president. We copied the president. Okay, there and was... This morning, too, uh, when I came down this morning, I did another lecture, and then to the ministry, that we want to have uh, some audience with the minister, uh, a meeting, and we are asking that because of the, uh, the time frame within which people should be accepting this... Uh, uh, office or invitation, if you could meet us before the uh, deadline so that we can start talking. So that letter also I, I delivered it this morning okay. before uh, I reporting to the press conference. Please. Uh, there was a major standoff in December where organized labor had insisted that the names of um, or the, the, the investments that were being. Yet, which were being held yet for for, for for them when they go on pension should be exempted. The That's government right. had had to kowtow and um, yes. the, the U-turn was done. How yes. different is that campaign from your campaign, for those who don't understand the difference? So it is basically the same. I'm saying that in our adage, we have, we say, and snow a bro and a snow dog no. is not different from kinky. This is the raw one. You haven't uh, turned it. Kinky is uh, a, a, a processed one. So what they are having now is, is, is raw corn. It has not been given to the pensioners. If you go to pension on pension, they will give it to you. Ours has been given to us, and we have invested it. So if you are exempting what people will be gaining when they go on retirement, why wouldn't you accept what you have given us and we have come on retirement and we are investing in your security? That's, that's my, 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 my... So, so, my that, so that's a difference. And if you go by the, 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 the duration that has been increased yes. and you are supposed to get your returns by, say, in 15 years, if you added that to your... Yes. Yeah. Most of us will not be there to even receive the last, uh, the, the last, uh, uh, you know... Uh, maturity one. Those who will be under 15 years, if you are 75 now or 80, you, you are praying to God that you will be 95 so that you get all your money back. By that, time, the, by that time, the money may not be useful to you. It may not be, it may not get to anywhere at all. And ha so we say that no, don't do this to your pensioners. Uh, if the young people can, and I, I, finance will tell you that 
if you 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 do a bad uh, uh, you know investment and you are young and you fail, you can recover. You know, you can recover after after all the damage. But if you are that old and you face any financial damage, you can't recover. That takes you to the the, the end of your life. There's no opportunity for you to recover again. So the so money, so, so so in your case, and I'm referring to you using the whole group, the yes. pensions that you received after 60, you went to invest, you went yes. to invest uh, them. With, yes, with, with the hard end savings. You see, we all, and I, 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 why I get so much worried that I particularly, when I was the Director General of Security Selection Commission, one of the key things we were doing was investor education. Educating people that they should invest. They should invest invest for their future so that when they come on retirement they will not be a burden to their society or to their friends family and whatever and if you are that old the best investment you'll be making is a ghana government bonds which is risk-free that anytime you want your money you will get you have done all this education people have taken the education seriously and now many many people while they were working were saving 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 you save at the end of the day, you add your savings to your pensions that you receive, and you are going to be, have invested it in a very safe place. And now this is coming to hit you, that your investment now is going to go this way. And the first year, you are not going to get anything, on your no interest on your, 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 your investment for the first year. So how would the pensioner who is only using this to buy his medication, people, dialysis, every, and, and, and I tell people, as you are growing, you get an impulses that you don't like. But God gives you an impulses. This impulses to import only sickness to you. That's God's way of taking you out of the world. Today, here is broken. The next day, you feel this. The next day, you feel that. All sicknesses are coming. Your only source of caring for you for all this is through the, your investment you have made. So if somebody takes that from you, that is a difficulty and a challenge. And if you don't take care, you won't live for even a year for you to die. Have you been able to meet any government official, though? Or have you been called no, by any government official since nobody, you made your public announcement? I'm saying maybe it's too early. I can, I can accept that. The petition went yesterday, delivered physically yesterday. The email I sent was, I think, Saturday. But they don't work on Saturday, so I, I, I don't take that as. But at least the, the hard copy was delivered to the ministry yesterday. Copy to the president was also yesterday. This morning, another letter was sent to the ministry requesting that the ministry, uh, the minister give us audience, and then we can talk. Mm. But we, we have suggested that at least we should, we should give us time before the end of the, this period, which is 16th, uh, 4 o'clock, 16th is a Monday, which we, we should hear from him to have a meeting with him before that period comes. Okay. But that letter was also delivered this morning. I delivered it personally. I see. And so we are, think, we are waiting whether by tomorrow or the next day we have to hear something. Doc, um, the organized labor was able to take on government because they had government in their hands. So they could threaten a strike and government would have to do a U-turn. You have nothing on government. You can't threaten government with anything. How do you hope to be listened to? Well, I said at the conference, press conference that uh, it's, it's unfortunate. 
when we were strong, we had somebody to protect us. Now that we are weak, we don't have anybody to protect us, which means when we were working as strong men, the unions and the trade unions were there to protect us. Now that we are old, we don't have any protection. So we must all come together and, and see that we are protected. If you will kill, the, you do something that will kill the elders, elderly in the society, I don't think any, anybody will be happy doing something that will, will wipe out majority of the, 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 the elderly. There is a saying in Akan, that is why we keep old people there, so that if there is any matter, we console them. So I don't think government, I always think that maybe it was an oversight. Nobody talked into it that if we are exempting pensions funds, then the people who have already also taken the same amount that you don't want to impair and it is in their hands and they have invested it in your own security, then exempt them also. Maybe that didn't come. So once you have raised it, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that people say, ah, okay, we missed the point there. We cannot exempt pension funds. The funds that workers will go on retirement, we won't, don't want to uh, uh, impair it. But the one we have already given out and they are also investing, that one they, we are going to impair it. It's not it's not right. So maybe let's let's look at it again. Have you considered have you considered the the technical challenges with your proposal though? That you are already past retirement, so you already yeah. on the on the on the pension level yeah. and you're asking that your money should not be touched. So yeah. The person who is currently 60 and the person who is 59 may start also asking that they be put in your bracket because in a year or two, they will be joining your bandwagon. Is that not going to create a lot of chaos for a government that has outlined a program running all the way for 15 years? Well, the amount of money that they are going to uh, come home with on the... risk of pensioners. I mean, you, because you can fly to the UK and go and chill and come back, maybe your story is not as dire. But what about the other persons who joined your group, what stories are they telling you about why and how they don't want their money to be touched at this time of their life? The stories are too uh, very sad to hear. And I said today that, look, for some of us, maybe we can do, we are still in our, you know, we can go round, round, round and do some work. But you see, even that trip that you say you can travel, that is what all over the world, people who retire, based on their retirement, can travel one or two places to at least go and see the world. It is coming from that money that government says it won't let it come again. So let's, 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 let's even stop that. There are people who are actually dying, dying out of, if they don't get that, 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 the money. As I said, when you are growing, the sicknesses keep on coming to you because that is God's way of inviting you to the other side, where you came from. You don't want you to go with physically uh, strong, under some accident and others. But otherwise, you, are, you, are, you get worn out, and the, you are getting worn out through the diseases that are coming to you. And now, it's very expensive to treat oneself. Many people are on dialysis. Many people, are, the medication is just that if they don't get this money, they will not get any money to buy people with their medication. And before you realize, we really about the next two, three months, Many people, will, will, their lives will, will, will just be ended because they can't get money to buy that. I, I told people, I heard people talking about uh, these retirees, some of them have assets and whatever. You may have mansions that you are saying, and that is 
good life that you prepare yourself, you have built your machine, you have your car. But if you want to eat, will the machine give you money? Will your car give you money if you want to buy trucks? Why are you going to sell a, a, a tire of your car to eat? You need a cash flow from an investment you have made that will give you regular income to maintain yourself. It is not a building you are staying inside. That is even a cost to you. The car you are driving is a cost to you. You need that regular income. And people have made sure that they have saved towards their future so that we don't become a burden on society. Do you want us to be just roaming about the street, begging for arms before the, 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 the pensioners get something to eat? It is not right. What about the SNIT's contributions and the lump sum that is paid you and the second and third tiers? that you also get. How is yes. that coming? Yes, this lump sum and whatever tier is what you have used to invest in this bonds plus your own private savings. You are not, you are not coming there. It is the same funds you have used to invest in this bonds that now is not going to come and the way it is managed, you don't have any say in it and you just die. This is how we want to do it. It's the same funds. Years hasn't come, so they haven't taken it. They are also going to take it. But when they take it, nobody would, would, would it won't be impaired. But those of us who have taken that already and invested, we are going to suffer. And we say that, that this is not right. Based on the fact that you have exempted pension funds. Doc, you have mentioned that you were with the SEC. I think you are yeah. the topmost level of the SEC. When I was the director general. Great. The government's whole campaign to deliver this debt exchange program, does the SEC have any role to play in there? And do you think the rules have been played well? Well, the SEC doesn't approve the issuance of government bonds. Government doesn't present its uh, offer document the SEC for approval. So as far as I'm concerned, SEC hasn't, doesn't have anything to do with government bonds exchange. However, the government bond exchange includes two corporate entities, public companies. The uh, ESLA is a public company owned by government, it's fully owned uh, by government uh, 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 so it's not in the hands of public as, it, as in public companies listed. But it's a company. And then Dachi Trust is also a company. So the, the, the bonds that Dachi Trust and the ESLA issued, those were approved by the SEC because they are corporate bonds. That is where government came in. That's where SEC came in. And so the link is that the bonds that SEC has approved for issuance by Dachi and ESLA is now being taken over by government to issue uh, some uh, bonds, new bonds in SE. I have my own uh, reservation about how that should have been done. But granted, I don't like, I don't want us to go to those regulatory and, 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 and technical issues as to whether these should even be allowed to be in the same document. I have my own and my different view. Your view is that it should not be, isn't it? Yes, because I haven't seen anything that is telling me that ESLA and, uh, and the Dachin directors or members have agreed with government 
that we are giving you this bond. The bond that you have issued, public has taken. It is not the government that issued it. That is a, a, a company limited by shares, a, a publicly limited company that has issued that shares. And it's being added to the government bond. But as I said, I don't want to even uh, discuss that it is, it is for you know, for us professionals and market people to discuss that going forward is that the right thing that should be done. I have my own view that this is a private uh, company, a public company that is issuing, has issued bonds. And if he cannot pay the bondholders, he will find a way. And if he's giving it to government, I would see, I would like to see, as a, a, a person of market, I would like to see as the uh, SLA people transfer these bonds to government, for government now to say, I'm exchanging it. I don't want to even go to those areas to, to, to question what was done and what was not done. But whether there is, that is right or wrong, it is here that we are exchanging it. The process of this exchanging is what has brought us to all this. I believe that if the negotiations has been done and done properly, we wouldn't be finding ourselves in this uh, situation until a proper negotiation is done by government with its creditors. You can't do this to the foreign uh, creditors. I know, I have read, that the foreign creditors, they have appointed some uh, agents or whatever to meet with government and, and, and negotiate. It's the same thing that government should do with local bondholders. You have to negotiate with local also domestic, also bondholders, to also come up with a plan. You just don't do that without their involvement. We don't restructure government foreign debt when we are going to default by just saying this is what I will do. You come, you owe, you can't pay. We are all Ghanaians. We must find a way of resolving the problem. A negotiation. People should sit down and talk. And then we, we come from government side, we also come from bondholders, the whole domestic people, we can send representation to the government to iron out these matters and come out with a properly laid out and uh, structured uh, 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 program for the SCM. When that comes, everybody is comfortable because the views improves, everything has been accepted, and you now have a document that everybody will accept. We don't have to be saying it's, it's, it's voluntary, voluntary. So if it's voluntary and nobody accepts it, have we restructured our debt? Very well. Uh, before we go, earlier when I asked you what bargaining power you had or what you had against government or on government, you sort of appealed to the conscience of government. You yes. have called a press conference, you have written a letter to the Minister of Finance. Are you exploring a class action in the courts on this matter? We believe, I believe, and my, I, I, I have assured my people that we should believe that the government will do the right thing to avoid that. And so you do not foresee this traveling to the courts? I don't want it to travel to court. I think that government should do the right thing. It is basic. You owe me. You can't pay. I say, okay, I have to come even to you that, that you have given me the money and tell you, my brother, I can't pay you this amount, so please, let's see, let's do something about it. If you send any proposal to the, the, the person, he must accept the proposal before you implement it. Basic, this is basic. 
you are a debtor, and if you can't pay your debt, you must negotiate with your creditor, period. It is that negotiation that hasn't come, which is creating these problems. Very well. Thank you so much for speaking to us, Doc. You are welcome. That's Dr. Edu Entry. He's a well, former Director General of the Securities and Exchange Commission and also convener of a group known as Pensioner Bondholders group on this issue we'll be talking more on prem blank because we'll be hearing from the convener of the ghana individual bondholders forum senior host is leading that group he'll be on prem blank but before then we have another call on issues having to do with pensions and national television the Africa Center for Retirement Research is calling for an upward adjustment in the minimum pensions payable to pensioners. Currently, poor pensioners receive 300 cities as poverty relief. Although this amount is meant to include pensioners whose claims are below 300 Ghana cities, the center believes the figure is too small to sustain any pensioner in the current economic climate. The executive director of the Africa Center for Retirement Research, Abdullah Mashud, says he expects SNET to increase the minimum pensions. The International Labour Organization has emphasized the importance of maintaining minimum standards in Social Security Administration as a protection for poor pensioners. You know, both the Social Security Law of 1991, that is PNDC 247, and the National Pension Act of 76 have provided for the payment of minimum pension. It is, however, becoming a major concern how minimum pension is treated by SNP, especially in the last few years. Trend analysis shows that the minimum pension had consistently increased each year since the year 2000, and in some cases even doubled, uh, for instance, in 2013 and 2014. The minimum pension has stayed at 300 Ghana cities for four successive years, 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022. We need to also note that the minimum pension of 300 Ghana cities represents just $30 per month, and this amount represents just 50% of the value of the national poverty line, and it's simply inadequate. So, uh, to uh, practically sustain the economic well-being of low earning contributors, our expectation is that the Social Security Administration Senate will significantly increase the minimum pension when the indexation is announced in January 2023. That was the Executive Director of the Africa Center for Retirement Research, Abdallah Mashud. More messages coming on this issue. Dr. Asante Daku sends me a message and he says, My 500,000 is gone. 31 years of my life is gone. I proceeded on retirement in March, invested all my life savings in GOG bonds in July 2022. All gone. I'm reduced to a pauper. God bless us all. Collins Bello from Sabuba says, This country called Ghana, under the watch of President Akufado, now looks like an orphan without any family relative alive. Every other day is a misery in crisis without a scintilla of hope or optimism. Abdul Razak in Boko says, The main source of livelihood for pensioners is their contribution. Why should this be included in the debt exchange program? Something you start alone, you want to end with people who are at no fault? Daniel Atia in Dansuman says, The Nanado government shouldn't touch our gullible, no, shouldn't touch our pensioners' funds. The bearing shed must start the bearing the the bedding sharing i think you want to say must start from the president and his government as a whole before us a sadiq in tamale says the government should at least give a listening 
ear to our senior citizens, listening to some of them, their stories are really touching. Sampa Fidelis in Mampon, Equiapim says, Good evening. I'm a pensioner who invested an amount of 5,000 CDs with the Fidelity Bank for one year at the interest rate of 18% per annum. That was from 10th December 2021 to 2022. When I applied for a full liquidation of my investment to my utmost outrage, I was given a mere 2,500 CDs as my investment plus the interest. How, how, okay, he said, how thievery can this be? I'm sure we just want to say this is pure thievery. Please help me to retrieve the rest of my money. More messages are coming through. Do keep sending them and keep the debate up using the hashtag City Newsroom. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. My name is Umaru Sanda. I'm here with Nashika Caesar. We return with more. Please stay with us. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. You're welcome back. Let's now do some other stories. The National Buffer Food Stock Company says there is no cause for alarm as plans are far advanced to supply food items to public senior high schools. The Conference of Heads of Assisted Secondary Schools, CHAS, on the first day of resumption of school complained that most schools were yet to receive food items from the government. The situation, CHAS lamented, may hamper the smooth delivery of academic work as a new term begins. Speaking to City News, the senior manager for corporate affairs at the buffer stock company. Emmanuel Arthur says the delay in the disbursement of food supply is a result of logistical constraints. Because um, sometimes there are logistical um, delays, for instance, conveying uh, food uh, to long distances, say from Accra to uh, sometimes it takes days. But the, the students were going to be in school from Monday uh, evening. And so we had to make some interim uh, uh, arrangement. So we uh, asked our regional managers to engage uh, the local suppliers, and we allotted a certain small percentage of the, the total quantity to them to supply. Whilst we the uh, making sure that the bulk supply uh, was also on its way. Um, as of yesterday, this morning, actually, the, the figures we are, uh, the information we are getting from the, all the 16 regions is that, um, there's adequate, um, food supply to take care of the, the, the needs of the students. He further assured that all public senior high schools will soon receive the full complement of food supply. This eyewitness news on 97.3 CTFM. Let's talk about inflation now. The Ghana Statistical Service has announced that the inflation for the month of December rose to 54.1%. This means that in the month of December 2022, the general price level was 54.1% higher than same period in 2021 food inflation was 59.7 percent soaring against the 55.3 percent recorded in november 2022 
Inflation for locally produced items was 51.1%, while that of imported items stood at 61.9%. This announcement was made by Professor Samuel Kobnainim. He is a government statistician. So let's understand the consequence of what he has said and actually what even caused that. We do know uh, that things have stabilized a bit and yet inflation is still rising. Uh, Professor John Gachi is an economist and a lecturer with the University of Cape Coast. He's joining us on the line. Prof, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you. Okay, so the inflation figures have been released for December. Hello. Can you hear me, Prof? Thank you. Yes. Can, can you hear me now? Hello, Prof? Prof, can you hear me? Apologies. We try to reestablish connection to Prof. While we do that, let me let you hear the uh, information from the horses on my Professor Samuel Kobina, a new government statistician. Annual inflation for the month of December 2022 stood at 54.1% compared to December 2021. This compares with about 3.8 percentage point increase relative to the rate that was recorded in November 2022. In November 2022, year-on-year inflation stood at 50.3, and with a 3.8 percentage point increase, we are now recording an inflation rate of 54.1% for the month of December 2022. Month-on-month inflation for the month of December 2022 stood at 3.8%. This is comparing inflation rate for the month of November 2022 with the month December 2022. That's Professor Samuel Kobna Inim. He's a government statistician. Uh, Professor Gachi is back on the line. Prof, apologies, we lost you there. So the question is, uh, we saw fuel prices reduce. We saw that the CD was holding its own against the dollar. Uh, things generally stabilizing. How come inflation is still skyrocketing? Well... Thank you for having me. Well, I think in December, the marginal drop in the, or the appreciation of the currency uh, was not greeted with commensurate response for uh, the business community across board. And that couldn't result in uh, a downward trend in inflation. Uh, what we say in December was that inflation will still go up uh, because all the policy that were put in place uh, are actually fueling uh, cost implications for the economy, and that could not uh, result in a downward trend in inflation. Uh, uh, at best, it could uh, minimize the rate of uh, increase of uh, inflation for the period. So uh, I do not think that we are expecting that uh, the marginal appreciation of the currency could result in downward trade in inflation. So should we uh, expect a projection that goes down in the, I mean, for the current month, for instance, and maybe the next month based on the, the, the way the statistics are looking or things will still keep going bad? No, I think we will ex- we'll again expect inflation to inch up in uh, January because of uh, policy implication. We have put in place VAT. We have enhanced the uh, the yield levy, and then we have also enhanced some of the taxes at the port. All those things have cost implication and price development implication for the economy. So, these policy alone do not give way uh, for a downward trend inflation. At what stage would it stop or start stopping? 
well until uh, the major factors start uh, responding. Uh, for example, we have seen a marginal drop in food inflation. Uh, if some of the policies we put in place uh, are working, uh, for which we are not going to import so much, uh, for which we are producing to feed ourselves, uh, then the influence of, uh, of uh, uh, depreciation I would not uh, permit through uh, so much. And uh, at that point, we may be seeing some response of the policies. But as it stands now, most of the policies we are bringing in place, they have cost implication and they have implications for price development upwards. There were views that suggested that as soon as we announce a plan to go to the IMF, things would uh, normalize and that the pressure would reduce and that there would be some sort of hope in the in the space or in the system how come even after announcing we are going to the imf and after being told the imf we're giving us some guidance and uh, we are being pointed in the right direction things are still not looking good well i think initially uh, there is some misinformation about the engagement with the IMF. Uh, the misinformation is about uh, the staff level agreement does not uh, bring about a program. Uh, so initially, that was how the economy was accepting it. But when explanation was given to the effect that the, the staff level agreement is just uh, uh, an agreement to allow uh, the IMF uh, staff to submit uh, an, uh, an agreement that they have reached with the government of Ghana for consideration, and that will not bring about any funding, that will not bring about any official engagement in the program. And I believe all those credits were taken away, and the economy continued to uh, move in the direction of what was going on. And again, in, uh, at the same time, we have seen distortion in terms of uh, debt uh, exchange program in its various forms and as we continue to hear today. So all these things put together have actually taken away that credit and uh, the economy is still uh, moving in the direction of the reality. And the reality doesn't look good, does it? Yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody expects that, especially for the first quarter, things will look good. Things will look rough, and uh, uh, when the IMF program is actually signed for us in uh, April, uh, if that comes through, then we'll begin to see how things will look like. But as it is now, uh, policy implications, uh, things that are going on, uh, does, uh, I mean, do not uh, imply that the economy will look good in the first quarter. The economy will actually look rough uh, in the first quarter. Thank you for speaking to us and uh, sharing. Um, I don't know whether to describe it as a doomsday message with us. <laughs> I didn't get you. I was saying thank you for speaking to us and sharing what I can describe as a doomsday message to us. <laughs> well, it's not doom. It's just the reality. We pray that the reality fixes itself in a better way. Thank you for speaking to us. Eh? Thank you. That's Professor John Gachi. He is an economist and lecturer with the University 
of Cape Coast. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. We are coming to you from our studios in Adabraka, in Accra. Please stay with us for this, um, more on these um, other stories that we are looking at for you here on Eyewitness News. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. You welcome back to Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. The AHAF Original Security Council has banned public gatherings in the Boma community after an emergency meeting today. The council has also received, no, reviewed, I beg your pardon, the curfew time to 10 p.m. Uh, all the way to 5 a.m. And this was uh, moved from the initial 5 p.m. to 7 a.m. Let's get more from Andrew Frimpong. He's a PA to the AHAF original minister. Mr. Frimpong, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Um, what new information uh, did the council pick up for which reason it made the amendment that it made? Right. Good evening, uh, Omadu, and uh, welcome, and good evening to your cherished listeners. Um, uh, subsequent to the earlier um, imposition of uh, curfew, the minister pleaded some uh, security personnel on the ground to give him up-to-date uh, information with regards to uh, peace in the area. And so uh, intelligent reports from the grounds Orchestrated another emergency record meeting uh, today. Um, it ended around 12 uh, in the afternoon, and those decisions were taken. Um, what um, is instructive uh, for all of us to notice that um, life has begun to uh, move to normalcy in the Boma area, with about um, 150 both uh, plain clothes and um, uniform security personnel on the ground. And both leadership in the community are willing to ensure that there's absolute peace. I think we are making a headway. And this afternoon, after the meeting, the regional minister and his entourage in the company of the municipal chief executive, Mr. Enesquati, uh, and the heads of the RECSEC, moved to the Boma community to assess the situations affairs and for themselves. And uh, when we reached there, uh, you could see that the community is ready to make peace. Um, the minister touched base with the Queen Mother of Boma, who also happens to be the Queen Mother of Doma Hinkro in the Blue region, and a lot of healthy discussions were made that will um, go to uh, inform um, absolute peace and, and, and unity in the community. So for now, I believe that uh, we are making a highway with regards to peace in the area. There's a death involved, or someone died in the clash. Um, are you sure people are willing to forgive and move on? Yes, um, um, the family, uh, like the minister, uh, ordered the security the other time to um, ensure that the inter investigating issues with alacrity. Um, some names have been mentioned, and the security are trailing these individuals to ensure that they are brought to the uh, to book and to ensure that there is absolute justice to uh, self to the uh, family of the deceased. Um, um, today, I spoke to when we went there in the afternoon. I spoke to a lot of people in the community, and they are happy that at least um, the curfew hours have been relaxed a bit uh, from um, uh, 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. It will enable them to uh, uh, go about their normal economic activities in the area. And then um, other people are also collaborating with the security to ensure that these uh, criminals are brought to book.
Very well. How about the people who are injured, the five others? Have they recovered? Are they recovering? Yes, yes. Um, about four of them have been discharged, and I think by tomorrow morning, the other remaining one will be discharged as well. Thank you so much for speaking to us. The pleasure is mine. That's Andrew Frimpong, his PA to the AHAF Regional Minister. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. We are coming to you from our studios in Adabraka in Accra. Let's talk about education now, Nashka. Some parents are complaining about the high increase in school fees for this academic term. Most of these parents who have their awards in the private schools say the fees have doubled, making it difficult for them to pay. Some of them spoke to City News. Yes, I have, I have one boy uh, going to BHS and then the other two boys are in class six, the other boy is in class two. But one thing is that I take the two boys to the other school and uh, the money that I'm paying is huge. Mm. And this morning, in fact, I told my wife, it's about, it's about 8,000 cities. And I gave my wife 6,000. I said, you take this one and go and sort out the earlier the school fees and those things. But you know, when you are going for any school, you say, oh, so as I'm coming to work this morning, it's a little bit of pressure. It's, it's, it's crazy. My girl is going to get us right now. The fees have been increased from 1,200 to 2,000. So, in fact, that has been my challenge. Unfortunately, they are still using COVID as a, as a, as a pretense and not engaging as a state. Meanwhile, the Ghana National Council of Private Schools has attributed the increase in fees for private schools to the rising cost of educational materials. Speaking on the City Breakfast Show, the Executive Director of the Ghana National Council of Private Schools, Enoch Jetua, says they will meet with the National Parents Association to schedule a flexible payment plan for parents. The, the constitution made it very clear that private schools enjoy the right of establishment and the right of maintenance. And as part of the maintenance, it is upon that the private schools take school fees. We, we do have um, feeding fee, we feed the children, we do have um, the operational cost, the tuition fee, the teachers' allowances and lesser salaries that are being paid are also considered in that school fees tables and chairs, learning materials. When the dollar came down, we also informed the schools to do readjustments by way of contacting their service providers and let us know the position. The feedback that we got from the service providers and the schools was that most of the service providers had already ordered their materials. Textbook issue that has really increased the school fees, not necessarily the, um, let's say, the tuition fee and all other aspects. So almost all the textbooks that we use in Ghana are being um, published and printed outside. We, we, we have all actually um, come out with two, some form of negotiation that the, the school supposed to negotiate with the, the suppliers, um, i.e. the textbook suppliers, the furniture suppliers, so that payment terms could be agreed upon. That was the Executive Director of the Ghana National Council of Private Schools, Enoch Jetua. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News.
Time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News brought to you by First National Bank and powered by citybusinessnews.com. I am Nashika Caesar. Let's settle for the details. The Ghana Statistical Service has revealed that inflation for the month of December rose to 54.1%. This means that in the month of December 2022, the general price level was 54.1% higher than same period in 2021. Food inflation was 59.7%, soaring against 55.3% recorded in November 2022. Inflation for locally produced items was 51.1%, while that for imported items stood at 61.9%. Away from that, the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers Ghana, COPEC, has expressed concern over what it describes as overcharging by the three major oil marketing companies in the country. According to COPEC, per data available to it for the first pricing window of the month, petrol should retail at 10 point at over 10 Ghana cities per liter and diesel at over 12 Ghana cities per liter. However, the OMCs reduced their prices at the start of the year to over 12 Ghana cities per liter and 14 Ghana cities for a liter of petrol and diesel, respectively. Executive Secretary of COPEC, Duncan Amwa, in an interview with City Business News, called on the leading OMCs to adjust their prices further in the interest of consumers. We were expecting prices to be within a certain range. Uh, Fortunately, the smaller OMCs seem to have done uh, a very good job with being price sensitive. What you find with the bigger OMCs currently is not encouraging. I talk of the bigger three, Total, Shell, Goyal. Whereas you have the smaller one, some charging 10.9 and 11, Goyal, Shell, Total, are still doing above 12.4. Uh, the numbers we got with the NPA per the window, uh, if you input that with what the BDC prices are, uh, we really don't see where the justification is in charging above 12 Ghana cities per this window. And so we are calling on the bigger three particularly uh, to reflect what the numbers should actually be for this window. That was the Executive Secretary of the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, Ghana, COPEC, Duncan Amwa. Now, economist Dr. Patrick Isumin says a lot of financial institutions are going to lose profit in the first quarter of the year and beyond. He explains that this prediction is largely attributed to the debt exchange program being rolled out by the government. This, he believes, will woefully affect the operations of business activities. Ghana's domestic debt exchange program was launched to put the country's debt on a sustainable path. The debt restructuring will see a slash in interest payments for domestic bondholders to 0% in 2023 and 5% in 2024. Here is economist Dr. Patrick Isumin. I, I think we should definitely expect that it's going to be a relatively tough year for not just households but also businesses. I think the, the debt exchange that we are going through will ultimately make uh, the financial institutions, especially the banks, weaker. Um, because 
you know, they are going to lose a lot of profitability and uh, you sense that they are going to attempt to show up their own books before they think about lending to businesses. So I think there isn't a clear expectation that businesses will hold up, but generally you expect that it's a tough year for businesses compared to last year. The banks are going to take a lot of losses and uh, they even do a key source of their revenue, that is government bonds, will not be there. And you, you get the sense that they are, their asset base will be eroded somewhat. So their propensity to lend might be reduced. So, and then don't forget that interest rates are still very high. Treasury bill rates are still high. So it means that even if they do lend, it's going to be at an extremely high interest rate. So overall, it's going to be tough for business in terms of uh, financing. Dr. Patrick Isumin is an economist. The Ghana Individual Bondholders Forum is urging the public to reject and refrain from complying with the mandatory deadline imposed under the Domestic Debt Exchange Program. The Ministry of Finance in December last year announced that individual bondholders who were initially not part of the domestic debt restructuring have now been included. The announcement came shortly after pension funds were exempted from the debt exchange program. Government is Government subsequently extended a deadline for individual bondholders to register for the program to January 16, 2023. In an interview with City Business News, convener for the individual bondholders, Senor Husi, said governments ought to be transparent about the program. Government's uh, arbitrariness in the management of the tax uh, program has not been, been, been constructed. Government has consulted almost every key stakeholder. Some of them has led to some changes in their program. But individual bondholders have been exempted in that entire engagement. The other reason is the fact that the program as currently structured has catastrophic implications for individual bondholders. A lot of them have very little capacity even appreciating the economic dynamics of government's working. But just go to bed because you can only trust that. And government by the people and for the people, the government that you can trust. And when we say government securities are supposed to be restricted, they believe they can trust. And when the government tells us that it is in control of things, these people believe they can trust. When the opposition comes and says the government says it's all sustainable and government says that they know what they are doing, these investors believe they can trust their government of the day. And they have trusted that. Their clients cannot be to trust their own government. So they cannot be made to pay the price for trusting their own government. When it's their own government that has actually managed its fiscal space less optimally to bring us to where we are. Senor Hussi is convener for the Ghana Individual Bondholders Forum. Finally, the Ghana National Gas Company Limited is calling for an enactment of a gas act to facilitate its operations. The state company believes a strong legal grounding will safeguard the company from any undue interference. Speaking at the state of the agency's report organized by the Ministry of Information, the chief executive officer of the Ghana Gas Company Limited, Dr. Benjamin Asante, urged stakeholders to create an enabling environment for the energy sector. Private sector participation is very important. What are the enabling environments to provide access to finance? Because, look, 
these infrastructures require tremendous capital. That's a living environment we have to bring investors to help us do that. What about the power content production? How are we helping those in the country participate in this industry? Not only we have NI2204, but our access to do that. Capacity building, very many of you have, very important. Community relations. And then we also need a gas act. And gas act, we can do all that, but we also need a gas act that will provide a legal impetus for all the things that we've talked about. That was the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana National Gas Company Limited, Dr. Benjamin Asante. And that's all for the City Business News and Eyewitness News, which was powered by citybusinessnews.com and sponsored by First National Bank. My name is Nashika Caesar. Up next is Point Blank. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. This is Point Blank on Eyewitness News. My name is Omaru Sandamado. Tonight on Point Blank, we are talking about the Domestic Debt Exchange Program by government and the consequence thereof. On Eyewitness News, we heard from pensioners who wanted the government to remove their investments from the debt exchange program. Before the new year, you heard from corporate, not corporate, organized labor succeeding in a demand for government to remove pensions from the exchange program. Tonight, we're going to hear from individual bondholders. So there's a Ghana Individual Bondholders Forum. In fact, let me say before that to Martin Pebu had led a team of, uh, not a team, a class action for a group of individual bondholders who are going to court on that matter. Senor Hosi is in studio. He's with Cleve and Tove, but also convener for the Ghana Individual Bondholders Forum. You're welcome to Point Blank. Thank you very much. Um, how are you? Um, not not too great. 
It's been quite a very heavy past week. A lot of very respected persons reaching out. People that I have looked in the face and advised to invest in government bonds amidst all the crisis call me and ask me, is this what you ask us to really do? I have met people who call me out and say, you are the man behind ESLA and energy bonds. Is this what you designed? How am I going to pay my children's school fees? I'm old. I need to pay my medications. I've not had my medications since November. I've had a lot of people from the current government, including some of its ex-ministers, its ex-executives, also call and, and cry out. I've been in a position to really share investment perspective, not advice, um, but to, 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 to educate people about why it is important to save. And amidst other crises, why it is safest to save with government. And today, I see people and their livelihoods eroding away. In some instances, 60-70% of their wealth is gone. Some people may not actually even live to be able to benefit from the current program that they, they, they have. It's a very sad situation. And I'm awoken to that responsibility. I am very awoken to that responsibility. What's going on is not right. It is bullish. It is oppressive. It is one that defeats the entire principle of, 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 of finance. But more importantly, even governance. You have real lives you are impacting and you're not creating real room for engagement. Who does that? We are Who told that this is not that? this is not compulsory, it's, it's a voluntary exercise. Yes. There's something called compulsory by force, voluntary by, by, by compulsion. You know, and there's also compulsory by force. So when they are telling you that um it is voluntary and they write that, then you have my brother John Kuma come and tell you that don't think you have any other option. So what what exactly are you saying? What have they done now that has caused you the anguish that you're talking about? Because when the issue started, we heard from organized labor they were concerned about their pension funds. Yes. Why are you now joining the campaign? The first um, program announced, I think, somewhere in November of December 5th. Individual bondholders were not mentioned. And at the time, everybody who was affected had an organized structure. We're talking about the banks, fund managers, pension funds. So there were people to really speak for them. Those of us who are economic policy analysts or financial analysts and people who work on the market could only just look on their advice. What but, does it mean when they say that individual bondholders are affected? You know, two things. Anybody who has any investment in the um, on the bond market, any of the securities listed, whether it's a two, three year, five year Esla bond, Dachi bond that's mentioned in there, means that the cash flows that you thought you would get that informed your decision to commit your funds or lend your money to government are no more going to come as you expected. Those terms have been varied almost unilaterally. It also means that 
those who have invested in, invest, in co collective investment schemes like uh, like the M Fund from Data Bank, Tessa Capitals and Triple T, um, EDC, Stanley. They are all covered. I mean, they are all covered. They are all, all covered. And in the first round, the indication first was that individuals holding the securities in their own direct name. So I collect, we call them the direct individual bondholders. And then later, the fund managers tried to get government to understand that. You see, I've seen individuals holding these bonds, but through groups, uh, groups I mean, so collective. And government had shown some willingness to reconsider and then take care of that. You see, government itself is aware about the catastrophic implications trying to include individuals in this particular arrangement. It is for good reason that they actually said, we're just keeping them out. Now, it's a trade-off between pension funds and then and then, um, and then uh, individual bondholders. So, they took off pension funds? They took off and then put... Because put, of the pressure? I think, I th yes, of course, because of the pressure. Pension funds definitely had to get out. Our right, government has abused pension funds for so long through SNIT and some of its less responsible investments over the years. That's why we don't really go home with real meaningful funds. Look at the life of a pensioner. And that's why people now invest in things like collective investment schemes who commit a third of their salary to a saving, hoping that as when they retire, backup. as a backup, people put 500 CDs. So that if thousand, gives them 300 CDs, CDs. They, at least they have something. And mm. then the coupons here can help them maintain some decent life or meaningful life. You have people going home and still paying school fees. Mm -hmm. You have people wanting to build houses. People are saving to be able to marry. In retirement. People, people are, look, even today, people are saving to be able to build a house. Mm -hmm. To have a decent home. Buy a car. Or buy a car, meet their own life goals. They forgo interest today. They forgo their, 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 their convenience today, hoping for a brighter future. And they look around the world. They say, look, things are risky. Now, financial experts say government is risk-free. So don't put when your money issued, under the, the pillow. Don't, don't put it in the pillow. Don't hide it here. Don't, don't put buy, it in dollar. Don't buy cows. Don't buy dollar. You know, go, don't buy cows. Don't do buy, agriculture. Don't, well, somebody told you that those of us do agriculture, we are fools. Don't go and do FVV rice. FVV rice. Don't come and do go-go rice. Go-go rice. <laughs> don't come and do go-go rice. Mm -hmm. You see, all this is said and people believed it. People trust it. And then government comes up and also reassures people. You go into the pension fund, give directives that save your money in government papers or invest your money in government because it is the safest. People take a cue from that and say, then I can trust my government. And then they invest in government. These same people vote for you to come into office. They give you a mandate to manage their affairs and their resources. They vote their taxes to you. You mismanage it and come back and tell them they'll pay more taxes. They still agree to pay more taxes. And then you mismanage that and come back and say, look, now your savings that you even have, I'm going to take a part of it indirectly. And you don't have a choice. And you don't have a choice. The same people are the ones managing, managing the affairs of the, of, of the country. And running inflation at 54.1%, which in itself is also robbing you of the value of your wealth. I mean... My, my friend will tell you this as two, six, and loss. How many times can one man die? How many times can one man die? Think about it. You are already suffering a haircut. Jobs are being lost. 
So for those of you who have an income, you have to share your income with your family members and your friends. That is a financial haircut. Alright, your income, your one accessible, available to you has shrunk. Now you take that one aside. They have increased taxes. Whoever believed that the MPP government that went Kumipreku would today be running to increase VAT, VAT where, where it is today. Collectively, with get fund here, with NHIL here, then COVID here, put all together and see. Yeah. What did we go or did we come? All these things are taken away from your accessible and disposable income. They come so practically, since it to production, mm. they've produced nothing. Now you sit here, the question here, so they produce a few things. what do you mean by production? You look at the net value of what you are looking at. In economics, you think at the mean. What is the net value of it? If we were doing that, we will be here. If we have meaningfully moved relative to where we are supposed to go, we will be here. But you see, put that aside. You were borrowing and borrowing. The opposition complained. You told us that you knew, what you, you, knew what you were doing. We trusted you. We trusted you. We gave you the free will. We gave you the free will and we kept investing. Because you knew what you were doing. Because you were also creating a mechanism to empower your own people. Because That's you, what we thought. You knew how to bring economies back Be, to life. Exactly. And now here, here we are. Do anything you want to do. But don't come and jeopardize the livelihoods of people. People are at a loss how they are actually going to fund their school fees. People are at a loss how they are going to pay their bank loans. Because many people have borrowed against this. You know, and you want to do this and don't welcome anybody at the table or create a platform for us to be at the table. And let's discuss and find a sustainable middle ground. And what's paid for and what most responsible of it all is government's own lifestyle. Does our government look like a government that's broke? Look at the size of government we have. We have moved state-owned enterprises from 86 to 177. We have ballooned salaries in the public sector by 308%. That just look like a, a government that is broke. They've and you are not seeing anything. And to put a cherry on the annoyance of the whole program, you say we are still building a cathedral. And responsible pastors follow that. God forgive every one of you. Read your Bible well and see where your God is. It tells you we are very lost on our priorities. Solving our current problem is possible. But it needs a George or More importantly, it needs proper sacrifice from the people who have caused it. In Ghana, our politicians continue to mess us up. They abuse our economic rights and always make us pay for it. We run down tour and they will come and say, levy we run down the energy sector they'll come and say energy sector levy we keep running down everything and who's running it down is it as the individuals or the people we have empowered to be able to manage our affairs for us this time we are saying no to this matter it's over we can't be at the wrong side of the bargain forever we are not your whipping cat it is it is not going to continue. You are the one who caused it. You must take responsibility and show the way and be humble about it. Sit down and let's talk. If not, sorry, we ain't doing it. People should understand. Esla and Dachi Bond, these are structured papers. I developed a conceptual framework for Esla. Esla is effectively my brainchild. It was never designed as this kind of arbitrariness. How, how is government touching Esla in this current situation? The source of Esla 
is your petroleum Esla is energy sector levies act, act. Mm -hmm. the bond the esla bond mm -hmm. the esla bond that was issued that the people popularly call the energy bond for example so we went for the money to take care of our we, we took we took we, 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 Both we, electricity we, and we said we are taxing people mm -hmm. to pay for our legacy debt, debt. in petroleum so we are going to issue a bond and use that tax to pay for it mm -hmm. so that we can pay the people today and they continue their work for this country we have done that. So we use the, the tax bond to pay the loan. Yes, and the tax and the we use the, the bond. The, the, we use the tax to pay the bond. Yes, and the bond to pay the loan. Mm -hmm. You understand? Okay. And that's the flow of the money. Okay. Okay. So now, in that promise, there's a whole entity, Esla PLC, and its trustees. Everyone should know that. Every one of you, you are exposed. We are coming for you. Make no mistake. If you put your face there, you have to defend the sanctity of the contractual agreements between you. And the bondholders, you take that the that the Dachi the Dachi bond, the same thing, and that one they need to forget fund. So the get fund is what's been committed in there. You go into that kind of structured agreement, you can't interfere with it. Then the next one is the government of Ghana. You are the father of the house. You have made us trust you. What have you done with our trust? You you mis mismanage the economy and you come and tell us that we should pay for it through increased taxes. We have done it. Now you are putting your hand inside our pocket. Before coming here, one of the former ministers called me. I was was crying. I begged, talk some for us. I beg, help us get our money. I can't feed my children. I can't pay electricity bill. I have somebody who lost their job during 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 the banking crisis. It's yet to but maintains and sustains his family based on the coupons on this one. Then you say 2023, crown nine, nothing. Why? But you want to keep the same size of government. You want to be driving those cars. You want to be flying business class. How insensitive can you be? Respectfully, today I said it on TV3. You know, I mean, we actually entertained less from John Mahama. And we expected a lot more from the current government, Nanado. Nanado, you can't do what you are doing. You can't forget that these are lives you are really dealing with. And be oppressive in your approach. It can't work like that. There must be proper conversation. So we are encouraging every individual. You have a right. That's why the attorney is voluntary. Because as you saw the attorney general, you the government cannot do what it did. So it's voluntary. You reject it. So every individual bondholder reject it. If you have money at any of the funds, write to your fund managers and tell them to reject it. We are saying no to this DDE. Hashtag say no to DDE till they sit down and give you a deal that makes sustainable sense for us as individuals. Can they make you a deal when they are broke themselves? This is the only way out. Do I don't agree mm. that Ghana is broke. It's a matter of priorities. What do we want to prioritize? What do we want to prioritize? Paying back our debt. You understand? When COVID struck, I could have prioritized protecting my children. And staying at home. I was out there with you, Umaru, trying to save other lives. We built a hospital. How much did it cost? Not as much as the government would have. We went to Kumasi. Do you see the health facilities there? Mm -hmm. But we are the same ones sitting here, willing to spend so much money on the cathedral. We prioritize a cathedral over industries, over investments that will turn around the cocoa, cocoa sector and make us stop exporting raw beans and actually exporting value-added products. You see what is happening in Cote d'Ivoire. It's a matter of priority. Ghana is not broke. It has misplaced 
priorities. We are in difficult times. No two ways about that. There's a restructuring that must be done, but it needs difficult decisions. The Minister of Finance, when he gave the presentation to Parliament, announced a number of issues, measures, including the non-use of V8 in the capital. If I let me tell you what's if you are annoying, forget it. They should stop speaking that grammar. They don't manage anything. They say ping pong, ping pong. They should stop. Tell me, don't you still see the 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 what do you call it? The sirens running everywhere. Businessmen, all kinds of people have it. And Parliament itself, as we speak, are you aware that the EC and there are all some kind of movements to even increase the size of Parliament? Mm, that one. I mean, you think about it. That this looks sound like a country that has its priorities right. Because the, the 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 I'm not sure if it's law, but I know it's president that when the census is done and the population is I'm up, telling the you that is obligated humans humans were not made for the law. The law was made for humans. That's why we are able to amend our laws. If somebody was responsible enough to see that that's a major matter, what do you think would have done? Would we have changed it? So that we say we have capped it. What laws haven't we changed just because we want to achieve a particular agenda? Plenty. Thank you, my Senior, brother. I'm looking at the government circular on the debt exchange program yeah i just saw it too very they said the first one mm -hmm. says individual investors are now eligible to participate yeah. in the invitation to exchange they've used their words well very well when they write when they so, write so, so, so thank you very much so mm -hmm. we are telling you that as analysts and as a collective as a collective we are going to harness the power of a collective to pursue the good of the broader people of Ghana. They have explained that old bonds usually have a much more limited liquidity and lower market value after an exchange than the new bonds. It's a lie. That one is... is, is I, beg, I will let you finish because no, it, so that, me, when they are lying like that, they don't have tolerance is, for this kind of says, This is why the government wants to offer individual... It's a lie. 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 Amali, okay. it's a lie. In addition... Not funded in any sense. In addition, the economic terms of the amended invitation to exchange are improved. No, Amali. Uh, uh, the economic terms... As you have right now, mm -hmm. it, when they say improve, improve compared to what? Is it compared to the former secular? If it's a former secular, that's true. So they are. It's just like they are correcting themselves. No, not correcting themselves. I don't understand what they are, they are talking about. Mm -hmm. You understand? If you attempt that, I, I've got. I'm, I'm going to live in a den with a hungry lion, but I move you from from a den with a hungry lion to a, a den with a hungry tiger. You say, well, the lion is wilder than a tiger, so so you are in a better situation. What nonsense is that? So it's from the devil to the deep blue sea. I mean, please just forget it. It doesn't work. You can't run zero and five percent in the next year when people are dependent on that income for survival today. We but need to survive today to live tomorrow. How confident are you that people would buy your campaign? Oh, I mean, frankly, in the matter of like an hour, I mean, the, the, our membership was, was, was past 450. In the matter of an hour. And we, where are we even circulated? Not much. So we are waiting to see. So is it an outright no or it is an invitation to discuss? that we, you are, we are, Our demands are very clear. One, you already have a deal right now with, which is time bound. All right. In a very oppressive fashion. You are robbing people of their livelihoods. You are robbing people of their wealth. You are robbing people of their sustainability. And you don't welcome them to the table. So first, the way you are forcing people to really come on board, the people too are also forcing you to tell you no. So we are saying no to the DDE, step one. Step two, for those, for, for government, please, come to the table. Open a channel for us negotiate the arrangement everybody understands the need for us to get the economy sustainable 
It requires government to lead. It requires government to be responsible. There are many ways for us to make money in this our country. Government has been losing money because of, 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 of its political patronage and, and, and partisan prioritization. We've lost over 5 billion cities in the, in the petroleum downstream sector. What has government done about it? Think about it. We started a commission led by, led by, set up by, by, by Baumia. We started working at GRE. And the Ministry of Finance got, got involved. What happened next? The whole thing was killed. After we had paid Ensign Young, showing that we had 4 billion cities, that, uh, that 4 billion or 5 billion, that 5 billion that had actually been stolen or not accounted for. Did we go for it? No. Why? Because the people doing it are party apparatchikis. So you see, then you, you go to the upstream sector. What what is happening to the product? Production is dropping because there are partisan things happening there, political things that are happening there. You go to various sectors. Too much politics inside. Productivity getting zero. Think about it. Our upstream sector. Show me one single food that has been explored since then. Why do you think it's happened? You think it's just business? It's not. It's not. It's absolutely not. If we prioritize really serving the people, there are a lot of things that the government does that it will not do. There are a lot of parochial interests that it will it, 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 it override and focus on the good of the people. Don't come and tell us to pay for this. It's not going to happen. We have to go. Thank you so much for your time. Senor Hussi, convener for Ghana Individual Bondholders Forum. Thank you. <laughs> My name is Umaru Sandam. The production by Sami Wiafi, Zoe Abubedu Ado and uh, Beverly London. Technical support from Daniel Squashy. We'll be back tomorrow at 17.30 GMT. Thank you for listening to Eyewitness News and good night. Hotline on 0302-224959 and get interactive on Facebook City 97.3 FM and on Twitter at City 973.